Welcome back. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking? On a blustery, snowy Thursday, Packers game day. It's snowing, kind of flurrying in Green Bay right now. Not like it is here. Here in the Milwaukee area, man, it's uh, it's flying all over the joint. Bite me. Nothing it, <laughs> nothing sticking heavy, but uh, it's, it's still snowing. Uh, up in Green Bay, they got some flurries flying right now. Um, temperatures are all about the same all across the state of Wisconsin. They've got a pretty good stiff westerly wind. Uh, but that's it. Uh, there will be some snow flurries tonight during the game. Uh, the field is covered. They're ready to debut the, that new lighting system they've been working on. So make sure if you are a, uh, attending tonight's contest between the Packers and the Tennessee Titans, looking forward to this, witnessing the new new lighting display. So good to go. But it is a blustery day out. So be safe getting there. Be safe getting home. But uh, expect frigid temperatures tonight, cold, wind, snow flurries, all live at Lambeau Field this evening. Good, good stuff. And don't forget, afterwards, got right here on many of these same stations, the uh, Green and Gold Postgame Show. So uh, make sure you tune in after the fact, whether it's on the Bud Light live stream, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook, on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, but download the app. If you can't get us anywhere uh, throughout the state because maybe one of your radio stations flips over to the uh, Packers game, make sure you tune right to the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison, and download it, and you'll be good to go. You'll find us. So look for us right after the game right immediately following the game. About 10.30-ish tonight. Uh, we hit the network at 10.30, but if the game ends, say, you know, a quarter after, we'll be on the air on the app, and then we go network-wise at 10.30. So uh, get get a hold of us on the app. Good stuff there. Uh, is it a must-win game? Two simple words coming from Scott. He says, yes. And then he's got dot, dot, dot. Hell yes. Hell yes. Scott says, hell yes, must win game tonight for the Green Bay Packers. Believing it is. Uh, this one's from Travis. He uh, he says, uh, nope, not a must win. Uh, you don't have to play well tonight. You just have to play better than what you've been playing, and I still think you can win, but it is not a must win until you are mathematically ready to be eliminated. Let's not put too much pressure on this team to get back-to-back wins. Uh, they just finally got a decent-looking win against the Cowboys not expecting too much tonight. Well, that doesn't make sense, Travis. Um, look, put it this way. You'd rather play with house money than have your back against the wall every week. You know? Right? Uh, uh, also, Travis listening to us um, in uh, West Salem says something to discuss. Uh, when can we start talking about the Packers possibly getting a top five draft choice? Ha ha. You know, something to get excited about for next year's draft and all the possibilities that that would bring. But then again, who am I kidding? Uh, they would just trade out of it anyway. Uh, or scenario number two, Rodgers, LaFleur, and Goody all together uh, at this trade deadline. And they knew they aren't even close this year. Basically said, keep the picks for next year. No trade this year and get them a higher draft and pick trade away during the draft or draft someone raw with a ton of potential. Uh, can you tell I'm kind of glad they are struggling? Uh, they are taking uh, the Brewers' approach. Ugh, so frustrating. Travis listening to us in West Salem. Um, boy, that's a lot to nosh on. So what you're saying is they didn't make a trade because they don't believe they're close. Thus, 
go ahead, don't make a deal. Let's watch this season go down the tubes, get a higher draft choice, and therefore you've got trade commodity power at the top of the uh, draft next year, whether it's a top five or maybe a little bit lower, but then you can either trade up and get somebody or trade out of it because you are not good at drafting. Okay. It's a lot to lot to move on here. I um I I I okay. Let first of all, let's say uh I hope they don't get a top five draft choice. Okay, let's start with that. Uh but if they do, then what direction do you go? And I hate to get out of the, you know, win now mode, but then what direction do you go? In answer to your email, would you go, uh, if you believe Jordan Love is the real deal, then you're going to pay Jordan Love. Because after next year, you're not going to have both Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers on the same team. Because you're going to owe Jordan Love about $20 bucks, And you don't want to do that. Because you're going to have to pay the man to keep him. Otherwise, he's going to demand, hey, we want the hell out of here. You know, Let us go to free agency and get our own money. And I, I, quite frankly, I can't blame him. If you really believe that he's progressed that much and he's ready to go, you got to make a decision. Or would you trade Jordan Love away, get yourself another second, third, fourth round draft choice, whatever it happens to be for him, stockpile that, use that then to move up and get a top draft choice that you can look at Aaron Rodgers and go, this is the heir apparent. He's got four more years. You're 39. So we're basically saying, here's the next guy. Please give him every piece of knowledge you can. We are committed to you for the next three years until you decide to call it a career. We're going to do anything and everything we can to get you the weapons you need in addition. And now let's move forward without any threat of you having to look over your shoulder. Or the third side of the coin, would you say... We're going to go get a top-tier wide receiver. I mean, another guy to go along with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and then over the next couple of years, you are going to have a growing, dynamic, pass-catching capable, low-cost capable wide receiving core. And we will have put a ton of money and resources into getting better offensively. That's if... Things, as you put it, Travis, go go wrong, and they end up with a, a really high draft choice. Now let's take it to the other side, and you say, okay, wait a minute, maybe they win tonight. Maybe, just maybe, they uh, they get a couple of wins against Miami, against the Vikings. They don't beat Philadelphia, so what? But all of a sudden they find themselves in the postseason with 10 wins. Then what? That throws a real monkey wrench in the whole deal, doesn't it? Sure it does. Because after you look forward and you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You beat the Titans, you lost to the Eagles, but you, you bounce back. You beat the Bears, you beat the Rams, you beat the Dolphins. You beat the Vikings, you beat the Lions. Holy crap. You're one of the hottest teams in football. You're getting healthy at the right time. Guys are coming back. You're, you're pretty much at your full complement, short of Rashawn Gary. You've gotten better since you dumped Amari Rodgers. You've got a return game now. You're not turning the ball over. The penalties have become almost nil. Yeah, well, then that happens. And then you just wait and see how far they can go. But I, 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 who knows? Maybe if all of us, let's say you beat the Titans, you beat the Eagles, you beat the Bears. 
Would you dare if he's healthy? Think about this for a minute now. This is one to make your pants fit a little tighter. Would you dare go after Odell Beckham Jr. saying, hey, Odell, we're just another we're not another weapon away. We're now peaking, man. It's all come together, dude. Come on. Here's some extra money. We're not going to need that $7.5 million. We got extra money to throw at you for the last few games. We'll pay you some millions. Come on. Come on. Would you go in that? You talk about two different ends of the teeter-totter. Holy moly. There's a lot of what-ifs there. A lot of things to think about. 877-867-1670. By the way, the Eagles, they just continue to go after it. And Dominican Sue, now a Philadelphia Eagle. The Eagle has landed Linval Joseph and Don and Dominican Sue in back-to-back days. You talk about a defense up front that's going for it. They they believe they now Ben Kenny. We'll bring Ben Kenny, our resident of Philly fan, in. Ben Kenny, are are you now sitting there pantsless? Is Dominican Sue the extra linchpin that's going to put you over the top? No, he's fine. They just needed more bodies up front. They've been decimated there. Because Jordan Davis, the first-round pick from Georgia, he's been out with an ankle, and their run defense yep. has really struggled since then. And, and that's kind of why they lost to Washington. I am kind of pantsless thinking about, like, Indomitian Sue's going to do something dirty, and then the whole world's yeah. going to start hating, you know, Philadelphia again. Yeah. And that's going to yeah. be very entertaining to watch. But it'll be you but in Philly won't he be loved for doing it? Oh Isn't yeah. Isn't that the Philly way? You that's know what I'm it. saying. That's the Philly way. I'm excited Something for the outcome. happen. See, it's he is going to completely overshadow the the mythical snowball into the face of Santa Claus. Oh god. You know, this is going to be Indomitian Sue come Christmas punching Santa Claus in the face for accidentally stepping on his foot as he comes out onto the field. And then we will completely forget about the mythological Santa Claus development story from years gone by. It'll be Indomitian Sue coming in as a free agent to try to bolster and satisfy that front line, that front defensive uh, defensive front of the Philadelphia Eagles, and then clocking Santa Claus right in a, right in a toy bag. If Santa's drunk, he might deserve it. There you go. Um I, Santa comes in, he's all greased up, you can't figure out why, and he was he was he was the guy that was packing all that adult lube that they sent to Philly to keep people off of the telephone poles in case there was a Philly celebration. And then went to Santa Claus. He's got reindeer fur all over him. What the hell are you doing, Santa? Ho ho ho. Bill, there's not one thing in the world that'll make people forget about snowballs and Santa. Oh gosh. And some of that's like it's it's grown into like a myth. Some of it's not even true. Most right? of it's not true. I will know. Most of it's not true, yeah. Oh, but they get Monday night football, they get their nice, you know, clean, squeaky graphics. Oh, let's throw Santa in there. Santa yeah. Rocky cheesesteaks. Grow up. There you go. Now, here, 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 here's another thing. They bring him back just in time to stomp on the rear calf muscle of one Aaron Rodgers. Because he's done that, you know. He's going to do it Sunday night football when Dominican Sue makes his debut, goes against the old nemesis of Aaron Rodgers, going all the way back to the Detroit days. Rodgers goes down. He's laying face down, taking a little bit of time to get up. Sue coming back from being pushed up field. 
isn't a part of the play, but as he walks past and or over Aaron Rodgers, stomps on the back of the leg, draws a 15-yard penalty, or does it out of eye shot of the official, but yet the world sees it. Nothing happens to Indomitian Sue. He just apologizes, gets fined $15,000, and doesn't really care, but yet becomes hated yet again for stomping again on the calf muscle of one Aaron Rodgers. How about that? I do not condone that. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> oh, but Indomitian Sue, now a Philadelphia Eagle. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, go ahead and do it. Be glad to have you on today. Uh, this portion of the program, you're heading out tonight. Go down to the Nice Ash. They have entertainment tonight. Good bourbons, whiskey choices down there tonight. Good beverages on tap. Maybe a victory cigar later on this evening or a victory hookah for that matter, if that's your that's your bag. If not, you don't have to worry about any of it. Just go down and enjoy the game. Sit in the confines of those big, comfortable leather chairs. Oh, you're going to be so good to go. That's our friends at The Nice Ash. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And don't forget, support the businesses downtown Waukesha. They're coming up on a year anniversary and remembrance from the uh, Christmas parade tragedy from last year, so uh, which is going to take place actually in a couple of weeks. It'll be uh, the, the Christmas parade for Waukesha coming up. It's actually the day the Packers play the Bears. Uh, the parade will be getting started just after the Bears game, as a matter of fact, after the Packers-Bears game. So head down to downtown Waukesha, support those local businesses. Coming up, got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned, right? Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It's uh, game day. Packers, Titans tonight, Lambeau Field, 715. And a reminder from the Green Bay Packers to get in in uh, get in there early. Get in there early and uh, see the new light show that they have when they introduce the team. Uh, they have uh, done some tweaking, and they're actually going to, uh, to be turning out the lights at 7 o'clock at Lambeau Field in order to debut this new light show. So it should be interesting. Should be interesting. I'm kind of excited to see what it is they have at Lambeau. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, We'd we'd love to, you know, have some chat. If you think that this is a uh, must win, let us know. If you think that there's a way the Packers are going to win, or if it's a lock that the Packers are going to win, tell me why. Um Steve says, I swear when I come back, it's always a commercial break. You know, it's funny because people say that there's only 14 minutes worth of commercials in the whole show. Just an FYI. I can give you the entire breakdown. Commercial breaks happen at quarter after 30 and quarter till, and we float them a little bit, but it's three minutes, five minutes, three minutes, and uh, that's pretty much it other than when we do a live read. And that's about a minute. That's it. It's not like there's a ton. Pretty standard, to be honest with you. Um, this one's from The Sharp. The Sharp says that tonight I have to bet with the Tennessee Titans. The Packers haven't proven that they can do this over and over again. A couple of wins early on in the season stacked together does not make a season. They beat a bad Bears team. They barely beat the Buccaneers without their main weapon. And the Patriots with Bailey Zappi 
almost got them. This is not a good football team and somebody and something you can believe in. They need somebody to give them somewhat of a spark, and Christian Watson seems to have done that. I just don't believe in Watson right now. Maybe he can stack a little bit of success and then prove me wrong, but he's got to do it against the Titans and the Eagles before I can believe that the Packers are for real. And that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I'm I'm not going to argue with you on that. I can go along with that. Kind of the same you know methodology that I'm thinking. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Brett listening to us in lacrosse. Brett, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How's it going, Bill? Good, man. What's up? Oh, not much, not much. So just kind of been listening and thinking, and um, so a couple of things. Tonight's not a must win because we can definitely get into the playoffs with. Nine and eight, uh, or ten and six, ten and seven, eleven and six, whatever. So mm-hmm. eleven and six, if we run the table, um, we'll definitely be in. But I think we could sneak in at you know a nine and eight if we really had to. Um, so no, tonight's not a must win, but it's going to show us a lot. Right. Second, um, Kurt Benkert just became available, so. Let's uh, unload love for a uh, second or third rounder and bring in Benkert. It would be a move that a I would definitely support. To, a lot of people hated to see Kurt Benkert go. I know. They thought he, he was a better he, quarterback anyway. He, yeah, exactly. He played better than what love did in the preseason anyway. But then again, it's preseason, and he was playing right. even worse people than love was. Um, Correct. So that's that. But, you know, the thought of going and say the Packers do have a top five pick because we don't do well the rest of the year, um, I have zero faith that we would do anything with it anyway besides maybe get another right or left tack or guard that's going to not see the field. So having a top five pick wouldn't even do us any good with how history has shown. Your faith in Brian Gutekinst is nil then is what you're saying. Yeah, I've I've had zero in Mr. Roundface, yep. He just um, he looks like yeah. a punchable guy. Yeah. The uh I I, I, pre- I, I uh, he has had some good picks. It's not like he's blown every pick. I mean, you, you look at some of the guys he's brought in specifically in the offensive line, you talk about a guy like Elton Jenkins, Runyon, you go through that list, Josh Myers they brought in, you're talking about starters there. Uh, some of the guys that they have brought in, defensively speaking, Jair was one of them. Jair is a hell of a pick and continues to play extremely well. Um, he has, hasn't been all bad, but I agree with you. It's As time goes on, it's proving that more and more of the drafts are, are you know becoming you know flawed, seriously flawed, when you can't retain guys. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Pack fan says, no way that's true. Your breaks are four to five minutes apiece. No, they're not. No, they're not. I, now, if they run a commercial prior to the network break, then, yeah, it would be four minutes. But the bottom one, the hour one is five minutes. That's the longest one of the thing. Other than that, they're three minutes. And I know because I time them because when I get up and walk away and I have to go to the bathroom, i got three minutes to get back. Trust me, when your bladder depends on it, Pac fan, you will know exactly how much time you have. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. 1670 lfg says uh not a must win but if you don't win tonight you have room for error for only one more game well think about it this way you're four and six right now okay now just let me let me do the math for you 
four and six. If you don't win tonight, you are four and seven, right? Four and seven with six games remaining. So if it takes you ten wins to get in the postseason, it means you can't lose. If it takes nine wins to get to the postseason, it means you have one loss remaining. That's it. So if you lose tonight, you can only lose one of your next six. Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. Means you all but have to run. If you lose tonight and it takes you 10 wins to get into the postseason, you have to be perfect the rest of the year. That's it. That's why I look at this, and that's the reality. That's why I look at this tonight as a must-win game. Because for two reasons. One, it's a lesser opponent than the Eagles. It's a lesser opponent than the Dolphins. It's a lesser opponent than the Vikings. Right? So you got to beat the teams you should beat or, or are less competitive than the teams that are going to create problems that you may not beat. If you also, if say it takes you nine wins to get in, Eagles, Dolphins, Vikings, all of those teams are really good. That means if you win tonight and it takes you nine wins to get into the postseason, you can afford two losses. However, now think about this if you do lose a game, it would be better to lose to the Titans or the Dolphins because they're not in the NFC out-of-conference games, and when it comes down to tiebreakers to get you into the postseason, a loss to the Titans doesn't kill you as bad as it does to, say, lose to the Eagles or the Bears or the Rams or the Vikings or the Lions. A lot of ways you could look at this. But when you have the task at hand staring you in the face, um, I'm... I, I'm of the belief you have you have error in your schedule for one more loss. That's probably going to come next Sunday night against the Eagles. So tonight, in my opinion, is a must-win game. Uh, Alex hits us up over in the Bud Light live stream, says, it's a must-win game. You don't want to lose that momentum that you just gained last weekend. Couldn't agree more. We talked about that on Sunday right after the game and talked about it on Monday heavily. Why is this a must-win game? Because you got to stack success after the good feeling you got against the uh, Cowboys on Sunday. You got to, right? You, you got to do it. You can't come out and play that way and have this big victory and have this big momentum and Christian Watson's coming out partying and all the different things, all the good feelings that come from that. You can't come out and go, yes, we feel like we're going to win, and then only to crap the bed. You can't do it. Because then you go right back into the five-game losing streak and you think about all those thoughts, how bad you played in London, how you got your ass handed to you by the Jets, how you got beat by Tyler Haneke against Washington, about how you just didn't play well against the Bills until the second half when you started to wake up, and then you came out of there with momentum, and here we go. We learned how to run the ball, only to play so terrible against the Lions in which you could only muster against the worst scoring defense in the league, you put up a whopping nine points. It doesn't even take me more than two hands to put up the total number of points that you scored against the Lions. How pathetic was that? And you finally come back and you put it 31 in overtime. You come back 14 points down. Christian Watson, not one but two different touchdowns late in the ballgame. And suddenly you're rolling only to come out and lose to the Titans? 
Yeah, that's why tonight's a must-win game. For so many reasons, tonight's a must-win game. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in and want to go against me or agree with me, let me know. Week 11 of the NFL gets started tonight. The 6-3 and three Titans, 4-6 and six Packers. And Packers, by the way, uh, three-point favorites at Lambeau. Uh, they say the betting analysis for this game. Uh, weather conditions expected to be, um, they say brutal. It's not brutal. We've seen brutal. Brutal is, you know, frigid temperatures, 10 below type of thing. It's not brutal. But it is going to be uh, about 20 degrees, 20 to 25 with 20-mile-an-hour winds, some snow, temperatures falling into the single digits possibly by the end of the night. Uh, they say Aaron Rodgers thrives in hometown conditions, but stop that. Here's the reason why. Remember, San Francisco, perfect conditions. Snow globe. Uh, warm weather team coming into a cold weather climate. Exactly what you wanted. Snow during the game. Out there scraping the lines so you can see the lines on the field. This is everything you want only to watch your offense do not a damn thing. So don't talk to me about the weather. Two of the slowest paced teams in the NFL. Um... I don't know if I could trust the line on that. I know they say the spread is spot on, but eh. scared of this game. Scared of this game. Um, Dennis says, uh, good points, Bill. Tonight is now a must-win game. Uh, Also, Rick says, think about this. Ten days uh, after tonight, a loss would be really hard on the fans and the team. Another reason. Think about this. Think about the euphoria that will be stacking success not once but twice, and now you're feeling it. You feel like you got a legitimate shot at getting victories, and you're building on a momentum. If you win tonight, that goes a long way over the next week. A long way over the next week. If you lose tonight, you can very faintly in the background, Regarding the season, you can very faintly in the background hear, hear, hear Wayne Larrabee yelling, and there is your dagger. Because it becomes really loud if you lose one more game. There you go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. If you got them, you don't want them. If you you know, want to get rid of them, that's our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. It's bed bugs. It's ants. It's the stink bugs flying around. It's the box elder bugs. Whatever's floating around your home, whether it's your office, your townhome, your multi-unit apartment building, your condo, your dorm room, your hotel, motel, resort, medical facility, daycare, whatever it is, call them. They can help you. 414-877-5811 and ask for Michael or simply go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. 
This portion of the program brought to you by the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Call Sean and the gang. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. They can do it in cold weather, too, so don't worry about the weather. If you're going to get your garage done, go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Or call Sean direct, 262-443-2852, 262-443-2852. Back at it. Uh, Bill Michael show continues on. Um, 877-867-1670. We got uh, a couple of segments to go, and the phone lines are open, so if you want to chime in, feel free. Tonight, Packers, Titans, don't forget after the game, we have got the Green Eagle postgame show immediately following. Ben, are you in tonight, or is Connor in tonight? I believe Connor. We are. Connor is? Yeah, we're working on it. Okay. Wasn't quite sure. I know you're going to be uh, out and about tonight. Don't forget about the Kenny and Halpern show. Talking some Badgers. Uh, Badgers lose some recruits. Yes. They lost yeah. two today from the 2023 class. Uh, upsetting? Somewhat expected because they fired the head coach that recruited them in Paul Christ. Yep. Also somewhat frustrating because I would have liked Jim Leonard to have been hired weeks ago. The fact they haven't, and they're playing the waiting game, I don't like. I think they will continue to lose recruits, and they could end up losing players, big-time players, on the roster right now. Because you know that there are teams contacting all of their players, trying to get them to come, offering some money. Um, So the sooner they hire Leonard, the better. That is the The, upsetting uh, part. The uh, And you and I had talked a little bit about this, and I just from what I had heard, um, I I believe Leonard's going to get the job, okay? But there are there the perception of just you know Barry Alvarez was from Pat Richter handed the job. Barry Alvarez handed the job to Brett Bielema. Then they went on a search and they got Gary Anderson. But after Gary Anderson failed, there really wasn't much of a search. It was Paul Christ. And when Barry left, there wasn't much of a search. It was Chris McIntosh. There's been a lot of handing of the job off to others. And it has, you know, because we talk about the Rooney rule in interviews and meaningful interviews in the NFL, you don't get a lot of that in college football. And there is a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a growing voice that a not enough candidates minority candidates are being given real opportunities to run football programs and we all know in the people's republic of of madison that there are are a lot of people that believe you need to open it up and open it up to everybody so i think that's part of the reason that jim leonard has not straight out been given the job do you agree do you hear that out there in madison um i don't know i I think there's been a plan to do it after this season. I just disagree with it. Even if they open it, and if they want to open it, fine. Uh, They should have been doing it for a while. It's going to be Leonard. He's going to get the job. So then you reach the point, like we see in the NFL, where people are handed out pointless interviews, right? Like like we see that with the Rooney rule all the time. So, like, Leonard's the coach. So I don't see the point in everything else. So if that what was the, the case, and that's why they're delaying it, then I disagree with it. I um, the Rooney Rule in the NFL, the the preeminent thought was if you give more candidates more opportunity to come in to impress, maybe it will change the minds of owners and or GMs to say, "Oh, wait a minute, I didn't know this guy was that good. He's opened my eyes," and therefore. 
even though you may have a predetermination as to who you want or a top five list as to who you want, maybe this guy gets an opportunity to impress you to say, whoa, wait a minute. Let, let's give this guy a chance because he's that impressive. That's what the Rooney rule was supposed to do. And instead, it's been, you know, a bunch of guys sitting at a table with their arms folded going, okay, I know who I want, but just go ahead and do it so I can check you off the list. That's what it's turned into. And that's why there's so many people upset by it. Now, I don't necessarily agree that every job that comes available or every problem with every team that happens to have a minority head coach and it's, you know, to, to scream, well, it's racism every time because you just can't do that. And it begins to fall on deaf ears after a while. But I believe that there's there's a lot of quality coaches out there that aren't getting a chance. And that's one of the reasons when you look at the, the program. And I'm not saying it's wrong in, in Wisconsin, but what I'm saying is outside looking in, perception becoming reality, Barry was handed the job from uh, from Annie North. Barry handed the job to Brett Bielema. He had to look once, once, he found Gary Anderson, and that was a dismal failure, so he goes back to what he knows. He brings in Paul Christ. Paul Christ brings in Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard's going to be handed the job by Chris McIntosh, who was handed the job from Barry Alvarez, and there wasn't a whole lot of interviewing for all of that. Correct me if I'm wrong? Yes, correct. The AD side... I don't know as much about, so I, I'm not going to talk about that. When it comes to Leonard, like he should be handed the job. There's not a better candidate out there for what Wisconsin needs and what they're going to be. Correct. It, in my opinion, the whole reason they fired Christ when they did is, one, the optics worked because they just lost to Illinois. But, two, it was to give Jim Leonard some sort of a trial run to then hire him. And mm-hmm. He's passed every single test. So I... If anything, we've learned when Wisconsin tries to go outside the building, it doesn't work at all. It's a disaster. So hiring Leonard, I really, ideally two weeks ago, preferably tomorrow, is the best way to go about it. And yes, handing him the job. I, I get the optics might not look great, but we're talking about a football program that is built on guys that understand the culture. And in Jim Leonard, I mean, you're talking about someone who has excelled at every single walk of life he's he's been doing, right? Walk on, yep. All-American, goes to the NFL, great defensive coordinator. I have no doubt he's going to succeed. I don't, I, I don't like pushing this off as long as possible because they're going to lose I, a lot of players. Now, let me say this. I agree with you. I, I, am, I am in that camp. I agree with you. Here's going to be the argument. If you've got somebody that's very broad-minded in this decision-making process or within this group that says, hey, we need to look outside, the argument is going to be everything you just brought up, I would agree with, but they're going to say, you haven't won anything. Who cares about your culture? You haven't won anything. We want somebody that's going to change the culture and win something because right now all you're doing is go to bowl games, and that's great for money, but you haven't won anything. You can't even win the Big Ten. So who the hell are you fooling? I would... Yeah, that brings up a larger philosophical discussion as to is Wisconsin actually, should they be expected to win anything? And I think in the current age of college football, when you talk about the Big Ten and national titles, I think it's kind of unfair to expect them to consistently win it. So I I, I think when you talk about maxing out Wisconsin's potential as a program, there's not a better person to do it than Jim Leonard. And yeah. it's gone wrong in the last three years. Like, they've fallen off. But their ceiling is 2017 and 19, playing for the Big Ten title and hoping they can maybe win it. I don't think anybody could come into this program and make it Ohio State. And that sucks to say, but that's just that's geography, that's booster funding. There's so much more that goes into it. It's not just an NFL thing where if you bring in an exceptional coach, he can instantly switch it. 
When you say geography, what, when, when you say that, what do you mean? There just isn't enough talent in the state of Wisconsin to compete with okay. what okay. Michigan, Ohio State, those schools can recruit. Okay. I wasn't quite sure where you're going with that. I've heard people say, well, Ohio State, it's just a better climate. And then I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't act like Columbus, Ohio is Florida. It's not South Beach. It is a very, it's not the best of cities. Let's put it that way. It's not like, uh, you know, it's got some burgeoning metropolis. It's it's a good city. Don't get me wrong. You know, a lot of insurance companies and such are based in Columbus, Ohio, and it's it's really grown over the years, going back to even from when I was there. I mean, the continent's not even there anymore where I used to live. So none of that uh, exists, but, you know, <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure where we were going with this, that we weren't talking about the difference in climates or something like that or difference in – because I think Madison's beautiful. Yes. I mean, it, man, I'll tell you this. Madison is a beautiful city. If you're going to go to college with the lakes on both sides and such and all everything that, you know, the downtown area has to offer. I think it's a beautiful city. I think it by far is better than Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio is so spread out, uh, especially the campus of Ohio State University. Holy mackerel. You got you. You don't have a car. You're screwed because it's it's not like you're just running across campus to go from building to building. I mean, when, especially if you get into the agriculture side of things. Holy crap. It's every it's really spread out. Uh, let's do this. We're running a little bit late. 877-867-1670. But I do believe one thing. The expectations for Wisconsin need to be higher, and the standard needs to be higher. If you're ever going to aspire to really, I'm not saying be Ohio State, but to at least catch them at some point in time, you, you got to demand more out of the program, specifically than what you're getting right now. That's for damn sure. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to wrap it up on a game day coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers host the Tennessee Titans tonight at 7.15. Coverage on Amazon Prime TV. At halftime, Packers Hall of Famer Leroy Butler's name will be added to the Lambeau Field Ring of Excellence in the southeast corner inside the stadium, right next to Charles Woodson's name. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur asked how he felt Rudy Ford did at safety Sunday night against the Cowboys. You could really feel his speed and physicality out on the field. Uh, there were a couple open field tackles he made that I thought were pretty impressive. To be able to trigger on those two picks, especially the one in the red zone after turning the ball over, that was one of the pivotal plays in the game that gave us an opportunity to kind of stay in the game, and we converted both those into points. LaFleur goes against his former boss tonight, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. LaFleur was Tennessee's offensive coordinator and play caller for one season before being hired by Green Bay. Vrabel asked what he expects from the Packers' offensive game plan tonight. Well, we'll have to be prepared for whatever it may be. I mean, I think that we still have to go out and, and tackle you know we've got to avoid the biggest thing is is not putting ourselves in position to have one-on-one tackles with with jones or dylan the packer sammy watkins says he's learned the importance of blocking downfield as a receiver running around is easy catching the ball is easy but you have to have a different mindset to go in there and crack a safety that's that knows you're coming down i think that's the part about being a wire receiver and a, a complete player is blocking game time forecast tonight mostly cloudy windy chances some flurries temperatures in the mid 20s titans quarterback ryan Tannehill on how to deal with the cold oh hand muffs <laughs> nothing uh, nothing too crazy i don't have any uh, special tricks or anything like that i've only been up there a couple times so every time you get up there you want to take advantage of the opportunity it's a special place you, you kind of feel it driving up to the stadium definitely one of my favorite places to play that's titans quarterback ryan Tannehill in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show 
Welcome back. Getting there. Getting there. We're just a little bit away from uh, getting out of here and then going to be back for the game tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. If you don't already, at Bill underscore Michaels. And uh, do a lot of tweeting during the game and uh, chatting during the game, if you will. And then uh, coming up tonight, uh, the Green Gold Post Game Show, immediately following the Packers and the Titans tonight from Lambeau Field. Uh, you're going to get it all. We're going to get your reaction, thoughts, our reactions, thoughts, and we'll discuss after the game tonight. Uh, ben, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Denny Cap, he is a guy that uh, does a lot of stuff over in Detroit and works with the Detroit Tigers and such. Uh, he tweeted out that he is hearing from the game day employees at Ford Field the assignments have been handed out for Sunday's game for the Bills and the Browns. So it looks like we are uh, getting closer to an announcement from the NFL that they will indeed move that game from Buffalo to Detroit because of the impending storm that's going to begin later this evening and has already, from what I understand, begun over in uh, the Buffalo area as they are now expecting anywhere from four to seven feet depending on where you're at of snow in the next 48 72 hours i i can't even fathom that i remember when i first came up here for an interview in january of 2000 or excuse me 1999 my final interview and i think it was like 17 inches of snow on the ground and i thought that was amazing because in Cincinnati, you don't get that kind of snow. We, you get three and four inches of snow, and it's bread and milk time, man. Shut the city down. You you just you don't get that kind of snow. Every now and then, you'll get a, a train of snow of maybe two, three inches, and then two, three inches, and then two, three inches, and it adds up. But you don't get that kind of snow down there. Up here, psh, you get six inches in a day. Who cares? Schools aren't even closed. But feet? Oh, good God. That's that's a that's a boatload of snow, man. Snow. So they are expecting that uh, over in. Uh, they're expecting it over in in uh, Buffalo. So we'll see if they actually move that game. I guess we're waiting now for an announcement from the NFL. The NFL has until tomorrow at four p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Central, to be able to make a decision and uh, make an announcement regarding that game if they do intend to move it. But at least we're hearing out of Detroit now. They're telling. Uh, Ford Field employees, hey, uh, here's what we need to do. Here's the assignments for Sunday. So I was hoping that we would see the snow game. I was really hoping for it. But uh, I, I can't argue in the fact that if they have to move it, they got to move it because of emergency services and such. I mean, that's just an enormous amount of snow to deal with. So there you go. Uh, coming up tonight after the ball game. We're going to be right back at it. Ben, anything else to say before we get out of here and the Packers then take the field at Lambeau Field, which still remains covered and flurries and wind up there right now? Um, no, I, I wish you luck, actually, in the Bill Michaels Show Super Bowl, your Cincinnati Bearcats going up against my Temple Owls this weekend. Ooh. 3 o'clock Central, ESPNU. On to you. I like it. I didn't even realize that. I got to pay attention to that. Eh, you don't need I to. Like, Cincinnati kind of like, Yeah, they do. I do like Luke Fickle, though, and what he's done with that program and the fact that he wants to stick around. So Until Ohio Tonight, State opens up, then he's out. Yeah, then he's probably going to head north. I don't think Ryan Day's going anywhere anytime soon, though. We'll be back at it again tonight. 
Come back right here, and if you don't have it on your local radio stations, download the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison, and you can download the app and listen to us coming up tonight. I hope the Packers get a win. Time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.